0: Hello everyone, and welcome to Sci-Fi Unchained. Thank you all for joining in on the fun and speculation, and if you like the show, please join our social media and support us on Patreon at Sci-Fi Unchained Stories to help the channel grow. And thank you all for your avid listenership. Alright, let's get into it. And as always, spoilers ahead if you have not yet watched The Book of Boba. So the most anticipated piece of Star Wars for the past, I'd say, two years has been met with greatly mixed review, to say the least. And it's not too difficult to see why. Like almost all new age Disney Star Wars, Book of Boba is getting compared and contrasted to what we had with the old expanded universe. And to be fair, if you were in the know and you actually read the books, comics, graphic novels, or played any of the video games, you would probably feel cheated too. I mean, what Boba Fett was in the old EU was a ruthless bounty hunter, a reluctant king whenever he was named Mandalore, the the ruler of all the Mandalorians, an unsung hero in the Yuuzhan Vong War a very active hero in the Second Galactic Civil War against Darth Cadus, father and grandfather to some of the most important Mandalorian warriors and leaders. Now, the Boba Fett that we got in The Mandalorian Season 2 very much seemed like he might fit that mold, or be a very similar version of said badass, to say the least. But. What we've had in the Book of Boba so far, well, it's much less than what we should have had by far in several regards. The Boba Fett we've gotten in this season so far, and it has only been three episodes of the show, but but the damn thing is only seven episodes, so we're almost halfway through, and its need for rapid character development is kind of paramount so I mean what, what we've gotten thus far unless we're going to get an episode or two where he goes from a 1 to a 10 really stinking quick, we're probably not going to see him change and develop into a really cool badass like it's it's probably not gonna be it's we're we're not gonna get it (laughs) we're just not we're just not gonna get it so the bobo we've gotten so far he has not been ruthless he's been weak confused and merciful he frees prisoners who tried to kill him he hires spy kid power rangers to be his enforcers He doesn't kill when you would expect him to to wreak absolute havoc. And the the examples I'm using thus far, uh, the mayor of Moss Espa and his aide, that that smarmy little Twi'lek. I guarantee they would be dead and replaced by now with administrators loyal and fearful of Fett with the old EU version, or at least the version of Boba that was developing during the Clone War series. Now that kid was raised bloodthirsty and badass by his father, Django uh, Fett's fellow bounty hunters, primarily Aura Singh and his very protective friend, Bosk. Uh, how about Black Chrysanthemum? a bounty hunter that had a run-in with Boba Fett in the comics, he tried to kill him again for the Hut twins. But this time, he failed. Um, instead of letting him go, the Boba of old would have hired the Trandoshans that control the city center of Mos Espa to skin Chrysanthemum alive and have his pelt displayed over his throne. Either that or find a way to enthrall Chrysantin to be in Boba's service instead of the twins, or trick him into thinking that Boba's enemies were Chrysantins, and win him over to Boba's side, giving him a really powerful enforcer, as well as a master assassin in Fennec Shand. Now this would make Boba a real threat to be taken seriously, not just in Mos Espa, but for all of Tatooine. And I know people will say, well, just let the rest of the season play out. You never know what will happen or who Bobo will get to come to his aid or be part of his new crime family. And all of that is true. But again, we are three episodes into a seven episode season. And it's not like Game of Thrones, where we would have had an hour or hour and a half long episodes with uh, seven or eight episodes seasoned. These episodes are 30 to 45 minutes barely. So assumptions and predictions can be made pretty easily because we're only given such a short amount of content. It, it feels very much like they're doling out graphic novels amount of content and stretching it as much as they can over seven 30-minute episodes, where it's a good amount of content all at once, but pieced out, it's very little if broken apart. And I'd say another example of, of this version of Boba Fett being wholly unimpressive, is that he isn't strategical or methodical at all in his new role. The old Boba, the, e, the EU, the Expanded Universe, Boba Fett, understood the necessities of alliances, subjugation, and the subtleties of running an organization, as he had done so and been a part of several throughout the old EU. He also understood how to root out and crush any opposition or, or people who were being disrespectful towards him. Now, this Boba version that we're getting to me is very reminiscent of a level one starting out character in World of Warcraft that has to get their bearings and learn everything from scratch. Where, given his life and upbringing uh, since childhood in the Clone Wars, he should be a good level 80 hunter by now. So overall, I think Filoni and Favreau's approach to rebuild Boba Fett and have him sort of start over as a character that needs tons of development is a terrible decision. You already had something extremely badass. just, Just capitalize on it and rake in all the praise and admiration. Now, I don't think everything they're going to do is going to be loved or even liked by fans whether those be diehard or just passive fans of Star Wars but again the the Russo brothers and Joss Whedon over at Marvel along with a few others I, I think they collab and get the job done right you know a solid eight out of ten times they're, they're batting a pretty stinking good average and the They have a way bigger team of writers and directors they have to work with, whereas Faloni and Favreau only have, what, a handful by comparison? Uh, The likes of Deborah Chow and Robert Rodriguez, who I have the utmost admiration for in their own works. Though I do have to say that Rodriguez's direction of this third episode was pretty obvious as he had this very strangely colorful motorcycle gang in there with these 50s retro-looking hoverbikes and costumes. And they were introduced to us by this character at the beginning of the episode that made them sound really cool and terrifying, which they weren't at all. I was expecting some cyberpunk cyborg-looking guys with deadly and... Menacing-looking attachments and augmentations. Nope, we got Spy Kid villains. <laughs> I, I, even their outfits may as well have been straight out of Spy Kids. I mean, they just really don't look like they belong in Star Wars at all. I, I was expecting some some six-foot-six meathead-looking actual bikers, you know, with like swords for hands, or, or uh, you know, they have a attachment that pops out of their shoulder and will shoot you, or has a flamethrower or something. Something that... It, maybe there's a, a cage implant in their stomach that releases snakes. Something oh. cool. <laughs> I mean, j- anything. Give me anything. But I, I don't... I don't know... How you can justify Spy Kids Power Rangers being characters in Star Wars. I, I just don't. Overall, I think the remainder of Book of Boba will be serviceable and just transitionary to the next show up to bat. And it'll tie into The Mandalorian, Ahsoka, or something else that gets slated somewhere down the line, which is sad because that means that the book Boba is primarily a transitory story. And I think we deserve something that we can watch that is all its own, completely self-sufficient, and we don't need to watch or read anything else to appreciate it. Now... With the old Expanded Universe, you we, we didn't have this problem. We didn't have a problem of, oh, well, to understand this, you need to read this. Or uh, to, to really get into this game, you needed to go and do this. All of the, the properties that you had with the old EU, they were all self-contained. For the most part, they wove really well into whatever the next thing was or uh, whatever that came before it like myself I I am a huge proponent of the old EU books all of the novels like um, one series of books that sits on my desk uh, is the Republic Commando series by Karen Travis amazing so, so stinking good. One of the highlights, one of the pinnacles of Star Wars storytelling, in my opinion. Uh, and it's something I expected The Bad Batch to be, and I was utterly, utterly disappointed um, in such a huge way. Um, and you don't have to... Do any other research. You don't have to do homework, as my buddy Jeremy likes to say, uh, to appreciate this series of novels. It's only five books. You, you can read these five books and absolutely fall in love with it. And if you if it leads you to wanting to uh, read anything else that comes after it, uh, to get into anything else I mean you 100% can it's there you could do it but at the same time it you, you don't have to you don't have to to appreciate these five novels you don't have to go two dozen books before you don't have to watch anything you don't have to play a game I mean it everything else is is augmentation. Everything else is just icing on the cake. But with Disney Star Wars, with Book of Boba, Ahsoka, Mandalorian, you have to watch this to watch that and you have to understand what's going on over here before you understand what's going on over here. I mean, just from Ahsoka's episode in The Mandalorian where she name drops Grand Admiral Thrawn. Well, now you have to know who Grand Admiral Thrawn is. So you can do one of two things. You can either watch the Rebels series, which was just so awful. It, It was just a way watered down smoothed out version of what we got from the Clone Wars series which was amazing Um, or you can read the Thrawn trilogy and not the Thrawn trilogy that Disney put out which is really boring read the original Thrawn trilogy the Heir to the Empire trilogy that's where Thrawn is at his zenith. That's where he's the best character. Uh, And if you want to know how important and cool and threatening of a villain Thrawn was, years after his death, the rumor of Thrawn returning almost broke the galaxy, almost sent the galaxy into an era of new civil war. it it almost shattered everything just a rumor of his return that should tell you how powerful of an individual Thrawn was and what we got in Rebels just god awful I'm surprised I haven't done a whole breakdown (laughs) of the comparison it's probably a good idea yeah that's definitely a good idea I'll do that in the future But that's all I really had, guys. I'm rambling now, as I always do. Thank you. Thank you for indulging me. But stick around for more Sci-Fi Unchained. And for now, live long and prosper, my friends. And may the Force be with us all.